Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Unplugged podcast. Excited to be back. I am also excited to have Sonia back in the mix. It's been a while. Yeah, Welcome, excited Sonia. to be here. Thank you. Sonia, how have you been? What's happening? I've been great. All the normal stuff is happening. All the normal stuff is happening. Okay, good. Good to know. Well, yeah, we've been doing a lot of interviews and, um, you know, Sonia as co-host. It's just great to have you back. Thank you. Um, Okay, psyched on this episode today. We are, we're going to talk about um, the practice of engaged living. What is it? What does that look like? How does it relate to Nature Unplugged? Uh, it's all about living with intention and purpose. Uh, but before we get into engaged living, we've got some updates. Lots it's been a while. Updates. Yeah, we haven't done updates for a while. So let's do some, some updates. Well, first of all, I'll go first. Yeah. This is a big update we've been working on for a little while. We've got a Nature Unplugged book in the mix. So exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah, I'm pumped. We've been writing, chipping away, mm -hmm. writing in the morning, writing in the evening, <laughs> writing late at night. <laughs> uh, and it will be available in the summer of 2020, this coming summer. Um, we have a, yeah, we'll work on a specific date for release, but for now, we'll say summer 2020. Sound good? Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, what else? We've been doing lots of presentations and workshops. Things are going uh, well in that regard. We've been presenting a lot um, to schools, nonprofits, about wellness in the digital age. That's been cool. we got one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Two tomorrow. Yeah. Holy smokes. Okay, got to prep. We've also we've got a digital detox retreat coming up in March. That is to Joshua Tree. That's a... That's a full at this point, but we'll let you know if anything opens up there. And I'll pass it over to Sonia for this. This is a, a very exciting update. Yeah, a big one. So we are um, doing a retreat to Peru in Peru. May, May 11th through the 15th. And so we... Uh, 2020. 2020, yes. Uh, so me and Sebastian, who are co-founders of Nature Unplugged, we're teaming up with our friends from Flashpacker Connect on this trip. Um, and we're going to be working on unplugging from our devices, letting go of our to-do lists, um, and checking out the natural wonder and rich culture of Peru. And so it's a five-day itinerary, and it's got like all the good stuff, all the sites you'd want to see. Um, Sacred Valley of the Incas, Machu Picchu, Rainbow Mountain Trek. Um, so even if you don't have a ton of time, this is a great trip to sort of see all the, the iconic pieces of Peru and experience the culture. Um, it is an adventure trip, and so while it's high altitude, the level of difficulty is on the easier side. Um, no, you know, no experience necessary. Beginning hikers, welcome. New travelers, welcome. Um, we also wanted to point out that in in addition to seeing the sights and experiencing the uh, the beauty and wonder of Peru, uh, we're going to learn how to create balance and live more intentionally in our digital age. What does that mean? We're going to be incorporating mindfulness practices throughout the trip, including yoga, mindful eating, mindful breathing and walking. Um, we're also going to explore how to travel and engage in a new culture with limited tech use or more intentional tech use. 
And then we'll also be sure to include some guided self-reflection and self-discovery activities, and that's gonna help folks bring home what they've learned into their day-to-day -day lives. Um, all participants get one of our workbooks, which is exciting, and their very own cell phone sleeping bag. And um, for more information, and if you uh, wanna sign up, you can go onto our website, www.natureunplugged.com, um, to do that. Pumped, are you pumped, Seb? I'm pumped, yeah, 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 I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a great trip, you know, whether for families, individuals, pretty open, right? And so you mentioned, um, you know, easy on the difficulty level. So beginner trekkers, welcome. And we're excited to also just partnering with Flashpacker Connect. They've been doing trips. They do trips all over the world, but they've been doing these trips to Peru for a long time. So they're really taking care of the logistical side mm -hmm. for the most part. And we're coming in as guides with our curriculum and content on top of that. So it's a great opportunity. And so if you you or anyone you know uh, would be interested, check out natureunplugged.com, sign up. I think we have 12 spots. 12 spots total. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. 12 spots total. Spots are going fast. Awesome. Anything else in terms of updates, Sonia? I think that's it. I think we got it all. Okay, great. Shall we uh, shift gears? Oh, wait, before going into it, I just want to mention too. I've been to Peru. Oh, yeah, I have not. So it'll so be really exciting been? to me. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. It's probably, I don't know, I've been fortunate to do quite a bit of travel, but it's on my top, you know, two or three all-time amazing places list. Really? That's yeah. a big deal. It's next level. Machu Picchu, mind-blowing. The whole thing. The whole thing is nuts. Um, and you know what else? Uh, what else? I didn't fact check this, so but I heard from a from a person who I know that um, apparently the <laughs> this is funny. I guess like India for many years has been considered the sort of spiritual center of the the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know who comes up with this. Yeah, but it's apparently shifted to Peru. Oh, really? Peru is the the the, new, the center, the new hub, the new hub. Cool. I'm imagining there's like some sort of convening of like people high spiritual minded people that they get can together. sense the energy and they're like it's kind of shifting away here let's go it's Peru well added bonus then so a chance to visit the spiritual center of the universe or the world mm -hmm. universe that might be a stretch but anyway that's an exciting little piece I'll do some research on that and follow up with you okay we're talking about engaged living mm -hmm. what does it mean when we say engaged living. So this is interesting because I think this is something that is really central to our work at Nature Unplugged. We talk about it a lot, but I think we, we haven't on the podcast spent any time, I think, explaining what we mean by that. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of people who, it sounds cool, but they're not really sure what we mean when we say it. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So let's talk about what we mean. So. When we're talking about the practice of engaged living, we're basically talking about living with intention and purpose. So it's getting in touch with what you want, you know, from a place of internal motivation rather than external motivation. So what you want coming from within rather than, you know, what the you know, world is requiring of you from the outside. Uh, so that's a big piece of it. I think it's really connected to, we do a lot of work with, you know, mindfulness. It's really connected with mindfulness in the sense that, um, it's about being in the moment and engaging with, you know, whatever's arising when it's arising. Mm -hmm. And just, uh, I would say that kind of the opposite of avoidance. 
Anything to add on that? Um, no, I think you did that justice. I, I, yeah, to me, what stands out is presence and intention and, um, and that it's a practice, right? That it's easy to get distracted and, um, not be mindful of what you're doing and engaged living is really about bringing things back into focus and engaging the way you want to in the world. Yeah. So So the similarities to mindfulness, right? So it's like whatever you're doing, being fully there, Mm -hmm. uh, checking in with what you want and going for it, you know, so whether that's, um, you know, listening to this podcast, being fully here for it, or, you know, when you're at a grocery store in the checkout line, like it's so easy I think most people are like multitasking as they go through it, but right. checking in with the person who's who's checking you out and you know making eye contact, saying hello, if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it's uh, it's also important, I think, to clarify that it's um, it's not just doing a lot of stuff. Like engaged living is not just it's like having structure and things to do, but it's not just like busyness for busyness' sake. So there's a lot of it's, it's not just a kind of running around doing as many things as you can in, in the day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, we're all guilty of that from time to time, right? There's just like so many awesome things happening all the time that, um, it's easy to just be bouncing from one thing to the next. And, and, you know, some of them may be things you actually wanted to do, but some of them are just like, Oh, this person asked me. So I went, um, and then you're also doing seven other things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it is. It is interesting. Like we have, I think there's this, not everyone falls on the spectrum, but you see a lot of, of people kind of either running around, trying to, like doing too much, mm-hmm. which is sort of just like kind of filling space without real intention. And then some people who are maybe, and I think everyone falls in these, these patterns from time to time, but it's more on the apathy side. So it's like nothing, you know, there's no point, nothing really matters. I'm just going to kind of veg out and watch video games. And so... That's not watch video watch games. Watch video games. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most apathetic you could be. Yeah, not I don't actually want to play. <laughs> yeah, I just Google YouTube videos of people playing video games. That's a thing I think actually. Is it? You can watch people play video games. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't uh, done that before, but yeah. maybe, maybe. Um, so I think it's also when we're talking about engaged living, it's important to talk about. I guess this is, we sort of touched on this a little bit, but what happens when we're not engaged? And, and I think a question, a follow-up question to that is like, why is practicing engaged living more important now than ever before? Mm-hmm. So again, like when, when we're not engaged and you know ha- in touch with what we want, um, there's a vacuum there, there's a void, and something's going to fill that. And mm-hmm. so that could be different for, you know, for, it's going to be different from person to person. Some people, it's going to be kind of couch potato, just screen time, watching video games, playing video games, whatever whatever that looks like. Uh, for some people, it can be just filling the space with like kind of frenetic, bouncing around, going from place to place, and kind of being spread through too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important that something's going to fill the space. Uh, so important to take the lead and uh, create that structure from within. Yeah, um, this happens to me sometimes where if I'm not in touch with like what I want to be doing or how I want to engage in my day, um, it will often get filled with like little tasks here and there and 
what other people want to do with their day and ask me to join. Um, and that's not like horrible from time to time, but it's also not super fulfilling often. Like I'll get to the end of the day and be like, ah, I don't even, I had a couple things I wanted to do. I didn't get to them or it just feels different than a day where I'm actively choosing and intentionally choosing what I want to be doing. Um, and then going out there and engaging in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's wild. It's like, I think it's a really important, important piece to talk about. Uh, and why it's more important now than ever, because we have, as we've talked about before, so many potential distractions that um, I think we have to we have to spend now in this day and age nowadays we have to spend so much more energy I think up front to really create that structure what we want what we want to do um, because if if not it's just going to get filled up with like you know social media um, screens often and things like that. Yeah, we have to filter out a lot more. Right. You know, there's like a lot coming at us vying for our attention and uh, it's challenging. It can be exhausting, but like, again, if you sort of start, start with a sense of what you want or get clear on what you want, it's helpful. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I think for me too, it's, it's uh, I kind of have a similar feeling to you. It's like certain days I'll have, um, if I'm not really strong on what I want to get done work-wise or, or whatever, it's, you know, it can be like, oh, I'm going to jump online or check out the news or what, like in the morning and that mm -hmm. can kind of like derail things. And then it's just, I find it hard to get back on track sometimes. If, so I think with this stuff, it's particularly helpful and it's something we talk a lot about is like kind of having some structure in the first thing in the morning, like a wake up routine mm -hmm. and in the evening. So like bookending your day with with some structure so that you're kind of off to the right, you, you know, you're starting right, ending right. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to be a maniac, right? With your plan for the day. You don't have to have every second planned out. Um, it's just, if you don't have any plan or d any idea what you want to do, it's easy to, you know, start in one direction and never really make it back <laughs> centered. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like very common in, we see it a lot with youth, but also in retirement. You see mm -hmm. people who, uh, I think this is very, very relevant to this, this dynamic of you have your, your whole world sort of um, structured with work and family and so forth. And then maybe kids move out, works, uh, you're retired. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's all the space. And that could be a huge, a wonderful opportunity to engage, but if you're not used to doing that proactively from a in place of internal motivation, uh, it's easy for that just to kind of become overwhelming and mm -hmm. you don't really know what to do. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I've had this um, happen to me a couple of times. Once was when I stopped playing soccer and like so much of my day was structured around playing soccer um, and there wasn't a lot of time that I was in charge of. Um, and also I was, all my workouts were like, you know, guided by somebody else. So I didn't really understand right. what it looked like to, um, you know, decide to run because I wanted to run or whatever. Um, and that's something that I like still struggle with sometimes where I feel like I need like other people around me <laughs> holding me accountable. Um, but also when we started, um, doing nature unplugged full time, um, and I left my, my traditional nine to five, um, 
again, not having that structure was really freeing and exciting and then sometimes incredibly overwhelming because it then became a totally self-directed process. Um, and that was really new to me and strange and it took a while to get in a rhythm. Um, so I think like the takeaway here is that, um, when you start to do this work and start to try to live a little more engaged and intentionally, uh, it can feel strange when yeah. you create the space to make the decisions, it can feel strange or scary or overwhelming. Um, also potentially exciting, you know, it can be all those things. Yeah. Huh. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And we often don't, I mean, just like as a culture, don't have a lot of practice in the, like the self-directed, um, internal motivation deal. It's all right. like, uh, you know, stepping up to the requirements of school, getting into college, like, mm-hmm. you know, doing the requirements of, uh, you know, to get the best job and then get the best job. And it's all kind of all this external structure, which right. is like great and important to have. And though it's not necessarily always going to be there. Right. And what do you, and even if you have that kind of structure built in, um, what are you doing with the time that's not work time? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I wanted to ask you, Sonia, what is, uh, what does engaged living look like to you? Yeah. So, um, I think in some like really basic ways, especially being, um, self-employed now and owning our own business, like, um, it means leaving the house, not staying inside and being isolated. Um, trying to connect with humans in the non-virtual way as much as possible, um, because so much is, you know, required of me to be virtual through email, et cetera, um, that like just calling somebody rather than texting or emailing, um, is like an important practice for me to engage in. Um, but then like, similarly, it's easy to get to your end of your day and just want to chill or, um, relax. And, uh, I noticed that when I push myself to be a little more social, whether that's like just, going out to dinner with friends or, um, playing, you know, sports with friends. I always am happy that I did that. I feel energized and, um, it has like a, a, a nice sort of feeling at the end, a different feeling than when I just stay at home and relax. I feel more relaxed actually when I am not just sitting around trying to relax. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying you can't relax and, and relaxing is important. Um, it's sort of knowing where your edges are, but um, Can I just jump in? I, yeah. That's interesting too, because it, it, it's like a lot of the stuff is counterintuitive. Yeah. And it's like what we think is going to make us relaxed or, you know, feel at peace or whatever is often like the opposite, you know? So right. it's like, and it reminds me that I just heard about this, or I've, I've heard about it a couple of times with a study done um, on the uh, on the trains of Chicago. And did I have this commuting study? Well, I don't know. Anyway. So it's basically like this, um, people commuting on the train mm-hmm. and I think they broke them out. They, they, the researchers broke people out into to three groups. One group was the like kind of actively engaged group where they were like, okay, do your very best to have conversations with random people. Mm-hmm. Like these are solo travelers on the train. Yeah. So strike up a conversation. If someone shuts you down, try it, try someone else. Just like continue to try and have conversations. Okay. That's one group. Second group is actively don't engage with people. Like just, you know, lock into your phone, like read a book, but don't talk to people. Uh The third group is like, just do your normal thing. So they're kind of like the, the base, the the control group. And, um, 
And then they also took predictions or asked people to predict like what they, you know, from each group, what they, they thought would happen. And the group that was the sort of actively engaged with talking, everyone predicted that they're going to be kind of stressed out and uncomfortable because it's weird. To, it can be weird to have conversations with randos. And the people that were just doing their, actively doing their own thing were like, this is going to be great. I'm going to have more time to just, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, get work done, study, et cetera. I forget about the neutral group. They're probably just like, yeah, whatever. Mixed bag, yeah. Mixed bag. But what they found was just just the exact opposite. The people that were actively trying to have conversations with people found out that, well, they never got shut down. Like people were generally just open to having conversations and they felt way better. I think, you know, the measures around like, you know, anxiety and just sort of engagement and stuff like that. And they felt way better uh, after the train rides than, and the people that, um, were actively sort of isolating, mm-hmm. uh, felt way worse. Yep. And it was the opposite of what they predicted. So it's like, it's an interesting thing where we can often feel like, well, it's been busy. I'm just going to kind of like post up and watch Netflix for the afternoon or right. whatever it is. Yeah, totally. And I'm going to feel better. And oftentimes it's not really satisfying. Right. You're like, they're missing something or the same thing with social media. You're not really, it's like, you think yeah. it's going to satisfy your, your you know, social connections and it doesn't. Right. Whereas you're like, ah, I'm going to, you know, I may not feel like it right now, but going out, you know, for me, it could be like going out, going for a surf or connecting mm-hmm. with friends or whatever. And it's, mm-hmm. even if I don't feel like it, there's a change that happens and yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And not to say that exactly. you, yeah. And I think too, what you said before, it's not to say that you can't have like have time that's fully downtime. I think right. it's, it's, um. It's a, it's a balance, but uh, it's interesting how we can often like kind of fake ourselves out in talking ourselves into like, no, I'm going to, I don't want to talk. Yeah. 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 I mean, there are times when I absolutely need um, a little bit of alone Sonia time um, and that's like helpful and does re-energize me. But right. yeah, it's, it's, uh, I have to be really careful not to always settle into that because a lot of the time I don't actually need that. Right. Um, and course, it's not helpful. Yeah. And of course we got different people, different dynamics, introverts, extroverts, and mm-hmm. you know, there could be introverts sitting, you know, listening and thinking, well, that's, you know, you, you guys are more extroverted. Yeah. I'm um, totally introverted. I'm t- yeah. Yeah. T- <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. we're social creatures. Like we're not meant yeah. to be fully isolated. Right. Um, and I think we talk about this a lot. There's a difference between having even a simple interaction that's face to face, like with a grocery store clerk mm-hmm. versus lots of little interactions on social media, like comments and likes, or just scrolling, uh, the short interaction, the short, like, you know, uh, in-person interaction is way more fulfilling often yeah. than a lot of tiny little inter- interactions. Yeah. And so a, a piece of engaged living for me too is, is, in those moments really trying to make the connection and they can be super brief. Like I was just traveling, um, to Dallas and when I like, you know, Texas am interacting with, you know, flight attendants or just like people I'm passing in the airport. Um, or, you know, a, you know, the, the person at the retail shop, et cetera. Um, really making eye contact, saying hello and, you know, being kind and, and present. And it just feels, it feels great. Like it, you know, on a, on a long travel trip or it wasn't that long, but, um, it can feel pretty exhausting. And it's like, you get these little bursts of energy often when you just have a, a connection with people. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild how that works. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. 
and just doing one thing at a time, super important for me, not trying yeah. to multitask. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So engaged living could be, could mean for you actually slowing down, doing like getting less done on your to-do to list, but mm -hmm. just doing it in, in a different way. Right. Not so much changing, it's changing how you're doing certain things. Right. Yep. Versus what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I want to bring up this um, example, which I love, uh, and I've talked about, I think, a couple of times on the podcast before with different different people, but I think it's worth, I think everyone should see it. It's a, um, it's on YouTube. It's called a program called Living with the Amish. I think there's a bunch of uh, episodes. Mm -hmm. I've only seen one or two. Mm -hmm. But it's just I would recommend seeing the first one, Living with the Amish. We'll put a we'll put a little link to it. But it's really a fascinating thing, and I think it's I think it's the core of this engaged living piece, where they take these sort of um, urban folks, urban teens, teens yeah. from London, mm -hmm. and they're kind of from a variety of backgrounds. Some are quite wealthy, some are not, but they're all like sort of like deep in the you know like city life. Mm -hmm. uh, all about sort of fashion and looks and social media and like, you know, similar to a teen in the United States or any, you know, a lot of developed countries. And they take these, you know, it's like seven teens and they go and live with Amish, an Amish family in, you know, Pennsylvania or somewhere, I forget where it was, in the United States for a week or so. And they, I think they go from week to week at different, saying in different families. But anyway, the first episode, it's just in remarkable to see what happens. I mean, you can kind of imagine what's going to happen in the beginning. Everyone, the, the kids are, the teens are upset and they're like, you know, yeah. they're just like, you know, blown away by the like rigidity, the seeming rigidity of like the rules and the, and they have to wear the customary outfits yeah. and, and it's void, a lot of, void of a lot of conveniences from day to day. There's no electricity. Too. Yeah. They do some, yeah, they have like some battery powered stuff, yeah. but it's, it's like, they're chopping wood to create heat for the showers and mm -hmm. getting up at like 4.30 a.m. or maybe earlier, and mm -hmm. it's hardcore, making yeah. making everything, making their clothes. But it's wild to see this transition where they, they go from being super resistant and sort of just upset the whole time to like, wow, like I like one of them had never, had never ever did chores before. You know, mm -hmm. Kind of in a situation, social economic situation where family took care of, the parents took care of everything for her. Mm -hmm. And was like, had this major breakthrough of like, I, you know, have the ability to do this. And, and it's actually, it's work, but it's like, I feel satisfied for the first time. Mm -hmm. It was quite emotional for me too. There was like some bonding that happened with some of the young men and the, like the dad who's hosting them that I thought was pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of out of this engage, like he was in a loving way, I think, pushing them to step out of their comfort zone and do all these things. What do you think, Sonia? You see that? You watched yeah, it. Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, it is. It, it has a, an, some ups and downs for these um, teens, but it is, and you can feel for them, right, coming from the conveniences of our traditional lives. Um, it'd be a challenge for anyone, but then how they connect with each other and the community, et cetera, and, like, the rules don't seem to, like, matter that much or the the boundaries, et cetera. It is, it is touching. I think it's a good one to yeah. watch and really does exemplify what we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. And it's not, to, I mean, there are, we're not <laughs> advocating for people to become Amish or whatever. <laughs> no. There's like certainly some archaic aspects of Amish life. Mm -hmm. Um, but overall 
it's interesting to look at like what I initially sort of just saw as like overly structured um, kind of craziness really was all about intention. And the, the, there's a reason for everything that they do, why they have the buggies, you know, and like there's a certain pace of life that they're, they're practicing mm-hmm. that keeps people connected. You know, they're not flying around on planes all over the place. They're super connected to their community. They have this built-in network. People have the, each other's backs. It's all engagement. Yeah. And it's really quite beautiful. Um, yeah, pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Worth seeing. We'll put a link. Yeah. We'll put a link, of course. Um, anything else uh, aside from the Amish folks? No. Okay. Okay. You don't have to become Amish. Okay. Well, so I think that'll wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. We would love it if you took a moment to rate and subscribe uh, to us on iTunes. You can also find our podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, basically wherever podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure and check out www.natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. If you're interested in the Peru trip or want more information, you can find it there. Um, you know, We'd love to hear any feedback, questions, ideas you have for future shows. And we look forward to the next episode. Bye. change like seasons out of our control if you think you should go I will let you go